Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boot and Hearth podcast. Um, my name is uh, Grayson Nelson, and I am joined, as always, by uh, the premier um, co-host in the Richmond metropolitan area uh, for Premier League-based podcast, Ted Shearer. Hello. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Happy to be a- back um yeah contract extension in in and uh really happy to have you back for another another couple of pods yeah uh still drying on the paper so let's not you know let's not jinx it but uh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, this is your dream club and and really happy to you you've supported since you were a boy and and uh really happy to have you yeah um okay um for everyone who who's not familiar with the pod, um, this is a medium for Americans who uh, have fandom all over the place and, and are relatively new to this sport to uh, kind of start embracing the the wonderfulness that is the Premier League before it dies out due to oil money taking over everything and ruining the league as a whole. Uh, so on that note, uh, we'll do a cheers. We're going to do a cheers to the... F1 and Tottenham partnership, uh, 15 years set up. Love to see it, man. That is uh, Daniel Levy is so weird. I mean, like, have you heard anything about why? Why that like like what's 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 the reason that that Tottenham would want to partner with F one for something like this? So I want you to picture the stadium as a sponge. Picture it as a big sponge. Okay. 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 And and now I want you to just squeeze that sponge, and just until all the water comes out of it. Okay. Okay, you, you you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. yep. That is how Dan Le- Daniel Levy is looking at this situation, um, and and that's exactly what the stadium is. It's it's um, it's it's kind of like it's almost like the sponge is its main job, <laughs> and on the weekends it kind of you know it hosts soccer soccer games. You know? No, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's an annual NFL stadium. And as a hobby, as a side job, it hosts Premier League games. Maybe not even a side job. Maybe just a hobby. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, just a hobby. It doesn't want to get too competitive about it. It doesn't really. It doesn't really have too much stake in the game in that regard. But it's you know, clear. It's clear where it's where its intentions lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it explains a lot too. Because yeah, no, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna like, who's bankrolling this? Because I I love the idea of Tottenham trying to sign like oh harry kane contract extension in jeopardy due to electric carding circuit being built under the stadium i mean all i'm saying man is we better see some we better see some tottenham official instagram photos of harry kane whipping around yes like Like, i need to see that um at least that would give us an explanation for why we're getting beat by Sheffield United, you know, that would just explained a lot, you know. So uh, No, I I I what? One Richarlison is definitely the dirtiest fucking driver out there. Oh my god, he's bumping into everyone. That dude that dude is bound to be such an asshole on that karting circuit. Um uh, 
Ben Davies is like like the grandma driver. I don't think. Oh, uh, dude, Ben Davies probably... in the lines, in the lines the entire time, not overtaken, <laughs> but a good pace setter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ben yeah. Davies is the him and Richarlison the antithesis of of drivers together. Um, <laughs> last thing, last thing I'll say on this is is you know I wonder if this is a a mission to have a heated pitch now, where like say it snows. You just send these kids down low on the electric carding, and they generate enough electricity mm, to I heat like up that. the field. Yeah, and I so mean, this... you got the lights going on the go kart track too. Yeah, just like connect kinetic tiles in the track. I don't know, man. You're just Maybe generating so man. much. I think this is just a roundabout way for Daniel Levy to have a heated pitch without without having to pay for it on his own. Save I... on electricity costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just it's very they're... Levy. Yeah, I hope they bring back uh, all or nothing, so that way, that way we can we can we can have like a drive to survive all or nothing crossover <laughs> for for this karting circuit being built. Verstappen showing the Tottenham players how to how to race on the kart track. I oh love, my I love god, it. I love it. Um, okay, dude, I would have killed to have seen Mourinho tear up the course. Oh my god, I <laughs> uh, Mourinho, uh, I. Would love to see that. Honestly, I I can't wait for him to come back. Um, come back to to Tottenham after Conte leaves, and uh, and we see that it's gonna be great. It's not happening. They said they want to have it done by the end of the year, and I just like that's you have to excavate beneath the state. I mean, do like do they have the infrastructure? I think so so set here's up? the thing. I think it's already excavated. I think the room is already down there because we do have like rotating pitches like there is a pitch underneath oh, the pitch oh yeah yeah with yeah grow lights and things so i think there's already they need a third like, pitch like i don't know i don't know dude i i, I just feel like, like i said sponge sponge <laughs> daniel levy is uh is actually he just wanted his own karting arena he's just what a really that? big go-kart guy yeah huge go-kart <laughs> guy yeah um yeah, no, uh, really interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening to that. Tottenham now appeals to eighty-seven percent of uh, of the world, so it's it's the world's club now. With uh, we're like with, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Except the world, except the world, dude. Oh man, Earth's team. Earth's team. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um. Uh, maybe it'll help you guys get more songs that are not just funeral like dirge pace. Uh, maybe you guys can get some more happy songs in there with your u- universal conglomerate. Um, okay, all right. Um, uh, next thing I want to get into uh, with this is um, the the FA Cup Tottenham loss. Uh, I'm not done. I'm not done picking on you uh, yet uh, because. Tottenham out of the FA Cup, it would have been nice to get a trophy. Um, but I could see on some level why they lost to Sheffield United because Sheffield United are, are killing it in the championship right now. Then I saw a post from a Sheffield United fan who oh, no. said that he was pretty surprised that they won considering they essentially fielded their second 11. No, no, they didn't. Yes. Yes. No, they didn't. Yes. So <laughs> I, it, it hurts already. Like I'm numb at this point. Tottenham, 
Tottenham beat Chelsea two nothing, only to lose to Sheffield United's second eleven. Different team, man. Different team. Absolutely. Oliver Skip wasn't. What's a field. trophy? What's a trophy? <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what they look like anymore. Dude, the uh, the Athletic Pod just had a just had an episode where it said, "Does Tottenham really need trophies?" I mean, the copium is just getting out of control. Who's writing these prescriptions for y'all? Because so, I mean, I think is... if you're referring if you're referring to Viva Malay, I was just no, 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 no. It was the Athletic Football Podcast, their main thing. Oh, with man. what were you gonna say though? Sorry, I, I was just gonna, no, no. You're good. You're good. I, I, I was curious. Um, but no, yeah, no. They were kind of they were kind of saying the same thing, but I think they would disagree with it. They were they were bringing it up as like some people really didn't care, and there was some opinion that like you know today's generation really doesn't care about the cups as much. You know, if, it, <laughs> if we win, it's great. If we don't, it's so what. We still got to get fourth in the champion in the, in the Premier League and secure Champions League. So I kind of I kind of see like what they're saying. It is a hundred percent copium. I agree with you on that. I hate it. I would. I want this drought to end, and. Um, I think it's embarrassing. I really do. That's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, I think that's probably the most embarrassing thing to happen in the Premier League uh, this year, honestly. Uh, there's nothing else embarrassing that has been happening at all. Uh, please do not come to Liverpool. Um, there is nothing to see here. Um, okay. Um, yeah, it's... Where's Klopp uh, going next, by the way? You know, just out of curiosity. I think he's probably going to Wickham in uh, League One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Best of luck to him. Uh, no, I, 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 there's so there's four EFL teams in the in the quarterfinals um, for uh, the FA Cup, which I think is really awesome. I think it's really cool to see a lot of EFL teams in in the later stages. I really was hoping that Man U and Man City would get partnered up with each other, so that, that way they spicy. could knock each other out. Um, but I'm pretty sure Man U got. Man City got Burnley, I think, and Man U got Fulham. I mean, it might Burnley's, be switched. Burnley's Burnley's, Burnley's they are destroying the championship right now. But still, it would have been nice to see one of those teams get eliminated. You know, because um, it just feels like uh, like they're in for the best stretch right now. Um, okay, uh, moving on, moving along. Um, let's get into a bit of VAR controversy. Uh, we haven't had a lot of that in recent weeks, so I figured I figured we'd bring it bring it back into the loop. Um, so, harken harken back. Uh, set your minds back to to the quaint times of the Tottenham Chelsea London derby, um, and you have <coughs> you have Hakim Ziyech. Um, doing a, a nice, light-hearted, friendly tap on his uh, on his buddy Emerson Royale, and gets a red card. Um, but then you have Stuart Atwell rolling back to the monitor, uh, taking his sweet, sweet time. I remember being so frustrated at the time to make it back to Ziyech, not making a single call. I think he was still making a decision. I genuinely think he hadn't made up his mind. Until he's he, like I flipping mean, a coin, <laughs> dude. He like in his head, he's like, "Oh, dude, can I? Do I really have to overturn this? I mean, should I? Like, like he's he's having an internal monologue. Like it's like the Emperor's New Groove, where he's like, you're probably wondering how I got to this moment.' And then <laughs> they went through and did the whole movie um, while he was walking over there. No, 
man took his time with that. Uh, but walks over and and cuts it out and gives him a yell. Um, Ted, you watched this live. Walk me through what you were thinking in the moment and walk me through how you feel about it now after watching it. Um, so kind of didn't see it originally. I It, it kind of happened off camera. Probably stop like. watching porn while while the games are Yeah, over. maybe less Super Auto Pets during the game. Yeah, we'll fair see. enough, fair enough. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I saw I saw Emerson rush in. He got the shove, and then, you know, Richarlison and him had kind of been going back and forth as well. So there was there was ample opportunity for something that kind of just happened. And then, like I said, Emerson came in and just kind of popped him in the back. But um, and then and then it looked like like my initial the initial angles I was seeing kind of had the ref's head right in the middle of it. I don't know if you saw what I'm talking about, but no. like you saw Ziyech throw his hand. It looked like a punch. It looked like a punch. Did and it look like kinda... he was punching the referee or did it look like he was hitting Emerson Royale and the referee was it, in the way? It was more like he was hitting Emerson Royale, but because of where the ref was standing, initially I did not see where the first contact was. So it looked like I just saw a fist come out and hit Emerson in the face. Okay. Essentially. Um, I was, I was very upset. I was, I was adamant it was a red and then he showed the red and I was ecstatic. I was jumping up and down. Opa! Um, yeah, I was, I was very much happy. I was cracking a beer. It was great. And then, um, yeah, then he goes over the, over the, the, the monitor. And my initial thought was that Emerson may, might be getting, you know, a card of some kind or something like, cause I think Emerson got a yellow. I was, I was worried he might get a red. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, he downgraded it and we, we have what we had and that's kind of my initial reaction. What was your initial, initial reaction? Uh, my initial reaction was, um, Darwin Nunez does the lightest headbutt in, in the history of the game and gets a three game suspension. Ziyech literally (laughs) swings on Emerson Royale, like just blatantly. There's no actual fight going on or anything. Ziyech just fucking swings at him. And it gets overturned for a yellow? Are you kidding me? No, that's violent conduct. After the red's already been shown. Yeah. The red In has the been moment, shown. Yeah. And it has to be a clear and obvious error to overturn it. And that's what we want. Come on, dude. That that was that was Roger Goodell levels of of interference for the for the narrative. No. From a Nunez perspective, I can see why you take that stance. I understand that. Um, Absolutely. But, I, but again, like, man, I, I looked at other, there was a lot more replay going on. And you see he kind of hits his shoulder and then it glances up and hits his face. Dude, he Is wasn't, that okay? He wasn't Is like, okay? ah, this guy. You no, know? he wasn't like yeah, that. But he yeah. was very much, like, I, I give you that. There was intent there. But, like, I to, to borrow another, you know, comparison i heard is mm-hmm. that it was like a little brother trying to trying to ah. throw a punch at his big brother and it just kind of glances off and yeah it was just kind of i don't know dude um i th- i honestly i think this is because darwin nunez is a like 6-2 fucking freight freight train running at you like dude's big he's built ziesh yeah. is like the weight of like a 12 year old like he's tall but like beanpole yeah, he's a beanpole. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's. I mean, you're not looking at Ziyech, especially Emerson Royale, and like, oh, he's going to do physical harm to him. It's like the little brother thing. Yeah. 
I I agree. I just it's just I'm I'm very upset that that got overturned. I I I. It, I, it, you gotta factor in that it's also like a derby, and they're just gonna be more lenient about things like that. I feel mm-hmm. like, and once you put all that together, I could see why they they. And honestly, I almost I kind of put a, a point in the column of VAR on this one, man. I it, it it felt like the right call at the time, and the game honestly, <laughs> the game benefited from it. It was entertaining to watch, and I heard another. I'm not just saying this because I heard a, a counter argument. Uh, about how Tottenham might not have won if they went down to their bed. <laughs> oh, it, it's the Nathan Jones classic. Uh, giving <laughs> putting them down to ten men actually gave them an advantage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to lose, yeah. essentially. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, maybe why isn't Grand Potter thought of that? Uh, I don't know. Man. Playing with ten men, maybe you should. Yeah, try that. yeah, it really should. Um, all right, we'll see. Chelsea's. Chelsea's certified in the mud right now. We'll uh we'll talk about them a little bit later on and we'll talk about the manager situation of both of the teams that we've talked about here in in a little bit. But I want to get into uh I want to get into the next segment here, which is win percentage in the Premier League since 2000. Now this is referring to managers. This is referring to managers. So I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to read down the list uh for you listener and then and then we'll get uh we'll get stuck in here. So, Pep Guardiola, uh, Man City, um, two hundred and fifty two games uh, with a win percentage of point seven three, uh, or seventy three percent. I'm gonna read it like that. Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, I forget who he managed, but sixty eight percent. Jurgen Klopp, sixty three percent. Antonio Conte with time at Chelsea and Tottenham, sixty three percent. Roberto Mancini was at Man City. 62%. Mourinho, Chelsea, Man U, Tottenham, 60%. Wenger, 58%. Arteta, 56%. Tuchel, 56%. And Ancelotti, 54%. Um, first thing I want to I wanna address on this, holy shit was Arsene Wenger the manager of Chelsea, or Arsenal for a while. 700 games, 200 more than Sir Alex Ferguson. That's insane. That's that is And to wild. have a positive percentage like that, I feel like with that many games means even, even yeah, more. Yeah, to be the seventh highest, highest, most winning manager in, in that time, that's crazy, man. That is that's absolutely nuts. wild. Um, but uh, I love the multi-club managers in here because you can very clearly see which clubs it's all it's all three of the chelsea managers except (laughs) except for ducal they all go to a different club looking at you tottenham (laughs) and it it makes you wonder how where they where they were on this list before they managed tottenham (laughs) we have talked enough about tottenham (laughs) let's leave them out of it man (laughs) oh yeah conte's at 63 percent and Oh, you figure he's probably at seventy before Tottenham. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not at sixty-three. Um, uh, Mourinho, Mourinho got second place with Man U, so I think Man U helped him out. I would not say I would not say Mourinho's Tottenham time uh, helped him out. He coached three hundred and sixty-two games in the Premier League. I did That's not realize insane. that he had that many either. I didn't think he had that many either. But I mean, how long? How was long? He- 
So he was with Chelsea the longest, right? Or was it Man U? Jose Mourinho. Uh, he was he was at Chelsea first. He went to Chelsea in 2004. I think he went back to Chelsea at some point. Yes. Yeah, so two stints with Chelsea. He was yeah yeah two stints with Chelsea. So it was 2004 to 2007 Chelsea. Then he was at Chelsea from 2013 to 2015. He was at Manchester United. So that's what five years essentially Chelsea. Five mm-hmm. years at Chelsea, two years at Man United, 2016 to 2018, and then two years at Tottenham, 2019 to 2021. So, um, so I mean, what is that? What is that total? That's five, seven, almost ten years. Yeah, eight, eight and a half, eight and a half probably because he didn't get the full of 2021. Um, yeah, eight and a half, nine years. That's uh, I did that's not realize. longer than I thought he was in the prem. Yeah, that's longer than I thought. And he still, he still had, he had just half of of Wenger's games total. That's Wenger was a staple, man. That's crazy. Uh, but then to see Arteta right below Wenger, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean that's insane. Especially, yeah, but like it's all it's all sample size though, you know. Like I feel like again, Arteta has like, 120 I, games. That's a solid enough sample size. The Tuchel one is the one that I struggle with because that's 60. But even 63. still, that's a that's a solid enough sample size. Um, no, but like I, Arteta, Arteta's like because Arteta's first couple of seasons with with Arsenal. Bit bit rough. I mean, he had no, some they were really very tough. Rough. I remember them calling it, calling for him to get the sack. Yeah, I, I mean, that. at the end of last season, they called for it two years ago. I definitely remember that. Uh, they had that yeah. big collapse two years ago too. Collapse at the end of the season. Oh, I wish they pulled um, the trigger on that. That would have <laughs> been so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only. Um, um. No, I just think this is really interesting. Yeah, I Roberto Mancini, one hundred and thirty three games at. at at Man City, I didn't realize that was the case either. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Did you? Uh, so this post, I just clicked the arrow to check out. Yeah. Fun fact here: to check out La Liga as well. Guardiola is the top in both yeah. categories. That's that insane. Nuts. Guardiola with with 152 games ahead of at Barcelona with a 76% win percentage in two of the top two leagues. Um, and Mourinho, right yeah. There. Uh, with Mourinho second, yeah, with his 114 games at the head of uh, of Real Madrid, um, insane. absolutely insane. Zinedine Zidane had more games at the head of Zidane. Zidane has more games than Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid. That is crazy. I feel like Ancelotti has like had two stints there, and he's been there forever. That's wild. Benitez in tenth. Benitez managed Real Madrid. Oh, all the fucking phone. Wait. 132 games, dude. dude. Well, I think at. a lot of those are Valencia. I think a lot of those are Valencia. There's Rafa Benitez managed Real Madrid. What the fuck? That's insane. Real Madrid, Castilla. Real Madrid, 2015 to 2016. No way. I'm looking. I'm looking through all these now. Look how many multi man or multi club managers there are in Syria. 
Like they're oh literally God, just they're throwing the same the people. They're just throwing the same people around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like once you figure out how to coach in Syria, I feel like like they're just like, all right, well, yeah, we'll take you. You're proven. We know it. Um, the crazy thing about this, Conte topping off Syria A um, with 188 games and 68 percent win percentage. Uh, Allegri is the coach of Juventus right now, and they have been calling for his head all season. Um, yep. They have they have wanted him gone the entire time. So I'm um, really interesting to see Allegri in there. Ancelotti in fifth um, with 390 games. Ancelotti is fifth on here. He's fourth on uh, La Liga, and he's tenth on Premier League. And the only re- the only reason he is tenth on Premier League is because of Everton. You take you... out, you go. I was just gonna... no 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 finish it up finish it up. I, I was just gonna else. say like without the I I think he had one year at Everton. If you take out his one year at Everton, he's definitely above Arteta. I'd say at least at least above Arteta, if not above Wenger. I mean, I would say probably above Arteta. I don't know because they finished eighth in the season that he was there i think so um what were you gonna say before you click the last i don't know if you've looked at all of these but before you click the last one to see who has the highest in the bundesliga take a guess i i i mean I, it's got to be pep with a stint with with Bayern. i, I mean it, it, it absolutely yep. has to be yep yep dude that is insane that is dude insane. enchilati's third on here too what the <laughs> fuck that is insane uh, oh my god dude Pep has 88 for 80 percent. That's what oh I'm saying. God, 100 games. He won uh, out of those 100 games. He won, he won 82 percent of them. That's Holy nuts. shit! That is actually and then, crazy. But like, all right, he tops three of these charts. <laughs> oh my! I'm gonna say this right now. I have not been putting nearly enough respect on Carlo Ancelotti's name. Carlo Ancelotti <laughs> appears on every single one of these top five lists. He does. He appears on every single one. That is absolutely insane. And like with having Everton. Up there too. Yeah, it, dude. If you take out Everton, like he's he's tenth in the in the Premier League going, and it's solely because of Everton. The fact that he appears on every single one of these is insane. And you can see it. I mean, like I I have nightmares about Real Madrid now uh because of because of him so um him and Vinny jr so he might know he might know something about coaching man he might he (laughs) there might be something to carlo enchilotti man yeah there might be um Uh, despite his time at everton i think it's the eyebrow i think it's the eyebrow. (laughs) Uh, all right and we're getting into uh the glazers now um because uh, the Premier League's favorite owners, um, second only to uh, MBS and uh, and whoever <laughs> whoever is owning whoever owns um, uh, Man City. I'm blanking on their name. Um, uh, the Glazers might not sell Man United, uh, which is absolutely wild to think about. So they've gotten two bids: one for four point five billion and one for five point five billion. And apparently the bids are too low. Way they, too low, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. They are looking for six to seven billion uh, pounds to sell Manchester United. And that's a steal. 
Yeah, oh yeah, absolute, absolute steal. Um, I, I that is absolutely baffling to be offered five and a half billion pounds, four and a half billion pounds for something that you, I, I mean, I could. The whole family owns it, like it's a family consortium that owns it. Apparently, the two main head figureheads, Avram and Joel, I think, I think the other guy's name is don't want to sell but everyone else wants to get out because their name is being run through the mud i mean like the glazers are probably the most hated people in in england right now um uh, and like the fact that they're they might turn down these bids i do you think this is do you think this is posturing to get more money out of the people who did bid or do you think there's an actual legitimate chance where they don't sell I think there's a chance they don't sell. What I also will say is that I think there's a good chance that somebody ponies up the cash that they're actually asking for. I think there is a big fish out there that is going to come and give them what they're asking for, and I think they know that. But I also don't think they're in a rush to sell. So just as as a reference point here, Chelsea sold for £2.5 billion. Pounds. Yep. There is in no world is Chelsea half as valuable as Manchester United or, or and even more than that like a quarter is valuable I mean that is an insane idea Chelsea is still a global brand I get that Man United is the most recognizable team probably in the world besides Real Madrid and Barcelona I mean like in in any sport they're like they're they're very recognizable they're a huge brand I get that but they are not that much bigger than them. I mean, it's just so. And, and keep in mind, keep in mind though that Chelsea was sold kind of like that was a forced sale. Like that yeah. was there was some circumstances around that that maybe like the I I don't know for a fact, but I think there probably was an impact on pricing. Okay, so you think maybe maybe they would have gone for a bit more? I think I think. Ibrahimovic probably would have asked for more. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Abram. Yeah, Abramovich would have sold by his dead body. Yeah, Abramovich um, Sorry. Um. That was the highest price ever paid for a sports team. Back with that one, with that Chelsea one. So like this idea, and I think this is why. I think this is why Liverpool is also Liverpool is struggling for investment right now too, is because. They saw how much Chelsea sold for, and they're like, oh, oh, I can get someone in for a minority part. Like, at least in Liverpool's case, they're like, oh, we can get someone in for a minority part that will provide a massive influx of cash into the club. Because if they're worth this, then I mean, like, we can get we can get a, a really quick, quick, like, grab of money here. Um, but see, that's but what with, I'm saying. Sorry, finish, finish your thought. But I, I was just gonna say, with no one biting on the Liverpool bids, like I, I, I there hasn't been really that much talk about um, people investing in in, in Liverpool. Um, you have two people who bid for Man United, um, and it did not meet the valuations that the Glazers had. It just makes you think: is there a bit of a disconnect here? You know, I, I, I don't. I think the only disconnect is just the like the numbers. Like I, I think the numbers mean less and less these days honestly as you get more and more money coming in like i i, I really think it's it's kind of a, i don't want to 
I don't know if it's a form of inflation or just people having more money, but like these valuations, I don't think they mean a whole lot. I think if somebody wants something and they have the capital to go out and buy it, they will. And I think well, that's going to be the case with Man U. And see, like the thing is too with these top clubs is like one, they're worth a shit ton. Two, you're not getting much out of that investment, honestly. Like, I mean, like if don't you buy, a... yeah. <laughs> Ha, sponge. Yeah, no, he's figured out a way. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for them to put a carnival underneath the electric car. Um, you just have Harry Kane on one of those, like, carousels riding around. Harry Kane could be playing games. He's just going to be in the stadium at all times. No, he's doing the carnival penalty shootout and getting, like, a little (laughs) plastic trophy. And he's like, oh, I finally got one. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in the trophy cabinet. Um. Yeah, I, 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 we'll see what happens with this Manchester United sale. I, I also like that that we talked about it last week. The Man United bid from uh, Hassim bin Hamad uh, Althani um, from Qatar is really, really sketchy. It, it's going to be hard to get that a, a, approved. Um, you would think by the Premier League. Um. And so, but like, they could end up taking the offer. Like, there is still oh, a 100%. chance. Like, if, if, like you're saying, they are just kind of trying to jack the price up by by acting like they're not interested, they could very well just turn around tomorrow and be like, okay, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, the Glazers have been taking dividends out of the club. Like, they leverage debt to buy the club, and they put the debt on the club. So then they've been pulling out, like, it, it's just absolute fucked business tactic. And... Um, they're massively hated for it. I don't think it was a really fucked thing for them to do. I don't think they really care about who they sell to. Um, so, uh, unless the Glazers end up being racist and don't want to sell to them, uh, which I would not necessarily have put it past them. I don't know that much about them though. Um, okay. Um, enough man United talk for the next two months. Um, I'm done with that. <laughs> Shake it off. Yeah. Um, at least until Liverpool beats him this weekend, in which we will uh we can talk about it then and talk about how they're a tin pot club. Um I can't wait to talk about how they crush y'all. Uh <laughs> nice one. Uh if if that happens, we're going right back to the Sheffield United game. I'll tell you that yeah. right <laughs> the fuck now. Um Okay. Um next thing I want to get into is um an article that was uh, talked about in The Athletic, which I think is a, a very interesting idea. Would Spurs and Chelsea be better off if Graham Potter and Antonio Conte swapped to jobs? Now, I want to talk about this in, a, in, a, in two parts. One, do you think this would be good for Spurs? Two, do you think this would be good for Chelsea? Start with the Spurs. Um, it's a good question. Um, I think there's, it's it's a good yes. Okay, so let me just say yes. I think the two managers better suit the alternative teams. Um, 
I will say, because I mean, just right off the bat, uh, Potter Potter is more of a, a developmental manager, and I've said this before on the pod. I, you know, I just think that's kind of what we need right now. We're not Chelsea. We didn't go out and spend a bunch of money and bring in a bunch of you know stars from from all over the place. Mm-hmm. But we do have a good. Foundation. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You brought in Pedro Porro, okay? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. You brought in Pedro right. Porro, okay? whatever he hasn't done he hasn't done anything yet <laughs> i but, i um, need to i need to go back through our old podcasts uh and and see oh yeah all we needed no, was, was one was signing on... <laughs> pedro poro is gonna completely change everything i mean hey, man, he take, still could he still could just you know, i got the name wrong man like the one fucking the, the wing milk. the wing back we were waiting for was already on the team his name is ben davies okay yeah and his, he has transformed yeah, his the name team. is his name is jed spence uh he's, <laughs> Ed Stodd Wren, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's, he's loaned out. He's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no. I think Potter would, you know, definitely be a step closer towards Pochettino in a sense, uh, which which clearly better suits us um, mm-hmm. right now. And Conte obviously needs the players and the resources that we just honestly haven't provided him with in the players. And I think Chelsea have all that. And mm-hmm he could just kind of plug them into the system that he wants to play. Whereas we just, we just don't have that same level. I don't think right now. Um, granted, even though we did, even though we did just beat them. Um, so I think you switch those two managers. They probably fit in better. Uh, I, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a moot point though. Cause Conte's not our manager right now. Still is. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, although I have heard that, that, uh, Conte is doing his fair share of micromanaging while he's in, uh, while he's on in his property in northern Italy, um, I think um, a con like a Potter at a Potter at Tottenham would be really interesting. Um, we tried to get him in. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if you know y'all ended up looking at deserving. I I still would be massively shocked if it's anyone but Pochettino. Um, but I, I do like the idea of Grand Potter at, at I think Grand Potter is is similar to what Pochettino did where he can he can he can build up a team. I think the problem is I, I forget someone was saying this and I thought they were spot on with it. Potter's too normal. Like Potter is just a normal guy. Like he's just he's he's a reasonable human being. And you can't be the Chelsea manager and be a reasonable human being. You have to be. You have to be a big personality. You have to be a fucking whack job to manage (laughs) that club. And like, I think I thought that was. I thought that was an amazing point. I mean, like, Tuchel's a whack job. Ancelotti is Ancelotti. He's. I mean, he's as we just talked about. He's. He's apparently the goat. Um, And then. You've got like Conte. Do we even need to dive into that one? Mourinho. <laughs> I mean, like Chelsea is just c- cultivated so many egos that Grand Potter is just not. He's struggling with it. I don't think. I don't think Tottenham has as that that as that problem. Um, the boys, the boys over at the extra inch were said we we're done with Chelsea managers. No more Chelsea managers. After Conte, we're done. Done with them. <laughs> uh, as Tuchel comes in the door, honestly, Tuchel would be a good one too. But I mean, no, I don't want Tuchel. <laughs> I don't want Tuchel. Like you said, the guy is a whack job. <laughs> oh man, 
Oh, the idea. I love I love the press conference. There was a press conference back, I think, beginning of this season. Um, God, that sounds so weird to say. Was Tuchel manager of Chelsea beginning of the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was preseason. And it was against um, – was it against an MLS team or was it against Arsenal? I can't remember. But uh, he he absolutely was just distraught in this press conference. He, he came out, and I think this was the headline. It was just like, you know, Tuchel saying – the team is not ready. We are not ready. We are not. Was ready it after they lost to Minnesota United? I think it might have been. I was think it? No, no, no. I think Everton lost to Minnesota I United. I swear it was Arsenal, though. I feel like it was Arsenal. It, it might have been after Arsenal. Uh, but it was in the U.S. Chelsea, Minnesota United. But yeah, no, nah, he was nah, just no, a wreck. Yeah, he happen. was a wreck. He was a wreck, man. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he was, he was definitely fucked up after, uh, uh, at the beginning of the season for sure. Um, but I think we're, we're realizing that, um, he might've had a reason to be, um, yeah, I think, I think Conte back, I dude, I, I don't think Conte does well anywhere and anywhere. And I maybe, I think he would thrive actually, you know, at Chelsea, because Bali would spend whatever Conte asked of him to spend. Yeah. Yep. So he'd be able to Point get the check. talent in. I still don't think Conte would be able to thrive in in the Premier League right now, honestly. Um, do you think he's, you know, do you think he's just like his tactics are kind of obsolete or just not not up for it? Like why I mean, do, why don't you think he would succeed? I mean, like like Tottenham struggles for players right now, but the players are still decent and the fact that like no but you said anywhere you said anywhere i'm curious what you said anywhere in the premier league right no 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 i i don't think he i mean i i think chelsea would be the place he would do best at but i don't think he would i don't think he would i think chelsea would be the place that he would do best at but i don't think he would win the league with chelsea right now uh currently even even with todd bully spending like that um but who knows i could be talking out of my absolute ass right now i I think i have some recency bias in that one um he did he won with them in 2017 so i mean i just i love the idea of antonio conte coaching kai havertz because kai havertz looked like he just does not give a flying fuck about anything um conte is a big timo Werner guy though i bet I bet he would love to have Timo Werner in the mix. Um, just missed him. Just missed him. Just went out the door. Um, uh, all right. Uh, I think uh, I think we've covered covered what we want to. You want to get into the? Uh, you want to get into the pickums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I it's honestly cool. I think we need an audit. We need an audit here because <laughs> uh, ever since you started taking over doing the pickums. Um, I started doing abysmally, and I man, don't I think be, that's a coincidence at all. I should be more ahead, man. You had completely ignored my my Harry Potter, my Harry Potter punts. Oh, even... you can get yourself think... a half point for the nine and three quarters one. We'll give you a half point for the nine and three quarters one. Oh, that takes me to forty. Hell yeah! But then you get minus five for being Ted Sheer. So uh, yeah, 30, I think 35, we'll 35. Yeah, put yourself at thirty-five. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
uh yeah we had a uh, we had some good ones uh anything of note from the weekend uh shout out wash who got the score who got the city score uh spot on um uh, guess, give yourself guess a, had a good week give you give yourself a pat on the well they had two of them uh so you know yeah. uh yeah. they needed a good week yeah my my chelsea and southampton picks did not did not pan out um at all uh, i will say that um who won the west ham forest game was that west ham uh yes they won that like 4-1 mm-hmm. yeah that's right because they scored like three goals in like 10 minutes like, that's right yeah yeah and then antonio came on and got one yeah. as yeah well. <laughs> and then who won the villa beat everton right yes just, yeah yeah I villa think, beat everton yeah i have to pull up the results again um yeah, Arsenal. I <laughs> I love that Spitz chose draw for the Arsenal Leicester and Wash chose Leicester. Yeah, those did not pan out. Also, my five to uh, Liverpool Palace did not pan out. Um, no, no, unfortunately. No. Um, okay. Um, so let's get into this week. Yeah, let's get into this week. Uh, enough uh, enough chit chat. Uh, let's get the get the results on the board. Man City v Newcastle. Ted, who you got? It's a tough one, honestly. No, it's not. I think it is. Newcastle loves a draw. We know this. Mm-hmm. Man City, arguably still very good. Not at their peak, arguably. So, I think I go draw here. I think I go draw. draw. Okay. That's yeah. I'm going. I'm going city on this one. I think. I think Newcastle are are regressing to the mean right now. Honestly, um, it's fair. Yeah, I. Um, I think we might talk about this next week, but um, Newcastle. Newcastle have been struggling for a little bit quietly, quietly because they're still top and they're still, they're still up there and competing for European spots, but um, they're not doing too hot. It was scary there for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Brighton v West Ham, Ted. I think this is uh, it's got Brighton written all over it, and and I'm well, honestly, it doesn't, but because West Ham coming off that big win, probably feeling pretty good, but mm-hmm. I still say Brighton. I still say Brighton. Is this where is this where West Ham is this where West Ham start making the push uh, in the second half? They figure everything out and they're like, all right, we're good to go. I'm, uh, I'm saves going, his job. Yeah, I'm going West Ham on this one. I'm 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 uh I'm feeling good about them. Uh who knows, you know? I I I I think Brighton probably has this one, but I could definitely see uh West Ham winning this. So um Aston Villa v Crystal Palace. I got to take Villa, I think. Interesting. I believe in uh I believe in Unai, man. Unai. Um, barely know him. No, that doesn't work. Never mind. All right, moving on. Um, I uh, I'm gonna go draw on this one. I'm gonna go draw. I I I think both of these teams. I think Villa. I think Villa can pull this out, but they've been getting some weird results. Honestly, where where I think they were gonna win some games and they and they didn't end up pulling them out. Also, Emmy Martinez is kind of kind of weird right now. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, Leeds v Chelsea. Man, this is a tough one. This is yeah. a tough one. 
Chelsea are in a bad spot right now. Chelsea are in a bad spot, and Leeds, Leeds are not in a great spot either. They did hey, beat but they've Southampton. They've done it before. They beat Southampton barely. I am interested about this one. What did uh? What do you think, Ted? Chelsea can't score a goal. Uh, Chelsea cannot score a goal right now. I don't they, think. Uh, yeah. They really are struggling. Like Real Madrid. A, a fun stat for you and in, in, in the in the listeners. Uh, Real Madrid has more goals in England since the new year than Chelsea. Than Chelsea. Oh my god! And Real god. Madrid has played one game. That is hilarious. Don't um, against. <laughs> oh, I really want to take leads. What do you think? I what really do. You, do. you want to take leads? I really do. Yeah, you and then the only down. other. The only other alternative I see is maybe a draw. Um, uh, but don't cop out. I'm gonna go out on a. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and take Leeds. Why you think Leeds? You think you think uh, think Leeds are able to pull this one out? Like I think they're just gonna sit back and play on the counter, man. Uh, Chelsea is just gonna dribble the ball around their box. They're gonna get unlucky one or two times, and Leeds are gonna get a few opportunities here and there. Dude. And I just think they're more explosive. Oh, the idea of Leeds, the current iteration Leeds playing on the counter is so weird to me. I just, I, it, I, I can't process that. Nobody's picked, pulled the trigger on Chelsea though. Nobody's even taking shots, man. It just doesn't I, look good. I went with Chelsea last week and it did not pay off. I'm going with Chelsea again um, because I don't, this Leeds team did not look good against Everton. They did not look that good against Southampton. They didn't get the result against Fulham in, in midweek. They're not getting the results, and they're going down. So um, I think I think this is a game that Chelsea can win. Um, Let's see. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, Man United v. Liverpool. Um, Ted? Nah, this is, I mean, this is Man U written all over it, I think. Uh, I think, man, you are on a. Not necessarily, game. okay? Not necessarily. I'm sorry, man. I think this is not going to be good for y'all. I think that Liverpool. The Real Madrid game was a blip, okay? It was a blip, and it's Real Madrid. I think I think Liverpool I think Liverpool got this I think Liverpool got this. Rashford is gonna have a few yeah days. yeah I think Liverpool got this I I think Liverpool has this and I don't think Rashford gets a goal. Oh man. Um um um. You're lucky I'm out of town for this game. You're lucky I'm out of town. Um, Arsenal v Bournemouth. Who you got? I take Arsenal. You take Arsenal? Yeah, I'm taking Arsenal yeah. on that, too. That's not yeah. even... We don't even need to really dive in with that one. Spurs v. Wolves. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I could easily see a loss. I'm going to go draw. You're going draw? Yeah. Man, you're a wuss. Um, Dude, people are already talking about maybe we see some rotation in players because of the Milan game coming up, and I just... I don't even like. I don't feel confident about it, man. Wolves are not like they. They won their last game, didn't they? Against no, uh... they got beat. They just got beat by Liverpool yesterday. Oh, was that league though? Was that league? Yeah, that was league. Oh, okay, I, I missed it. I'm. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Spurs on this one. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm going Spurs on this one. I don't think I don't think Wolves can do it. Um, I don't know, man. I also would love to jinx Spurs and for Wolves to win this. If Wolves win this, I consider that a moral victory, even if it's even if it's not a pickups victory. Um, if 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 Wolves win this, Conte's seat gets very warm. They're, they're not firing him by the end of the season. Um, there's no shot. It's February. No, there's no shot he gets fired before the end of the season. Um, unless he does some absolutely wild, wild shit, there's no way they fire him. I mean, I already think it's done. Like, I think it's done. Oh, no, I, don't I, I also think it's done. But I think he has to do something absolutely insane to get fired. And I mean, like, really out of left field to get fired. Before, like, not uh, come back from Italy to coach the team? That would be something. <laughs> I think that's – I don't even think that uh, ends up in the realm. Uh, okay, Southampton v. Leicester. I think I take Lester here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop on that bandwagon too. Um, I don't think there's Southampton did not look good in that game. Uh, I think their new manager bounces over, and I don't think, I don't think they got, got it in them. Um, Forest v Everton. No. Uh. I'm gonna go forest. I'm gonna go going forest. Forest. Here. Yeah. Um. Everton don't have goal scores, and Forest have Kaylor Navas. Um. So I'm going Forest. Um. They also have Morgan Gibbs White, who I I actually rate pretty highly. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, a lot. I mean, a lot of the squad is is pretty solid. Um, it's just Everton and and Everton can't score goals. Uh, and Forrest has looked pretty good coming out of the new year, uh, just as I predicted. Um, Brentford v Fulham. See, you, you got my two mid-table favorites right here. I think. Uh-huh. I, I don't know who to pick. I gotta go Brentford though. Buzz, Dude, I buzz. think this is the first game Fulham have had away from home this season. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You were saying you've never seen yeah, a game. I, did. I literally have never turned on a Fulham game, and they've been away from home. Uh, I, 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 I am not. I will not be convinced that this is their, uh, this is their, uh, not their first away game. Um, I'm going draw on this one. Um, but I could totally you... see. I could totally see either of these teams winning. Did Ivan Tony's ban go through? I think he's still playing. <laughs> I'm looking this up real quick. Is I did Ivan Tony's ban? Tony's never, ban. Never bet against Cody, man. Admits to breaking betting rules. Faces ban one day ago, so he's not been banned yet. But it's in the works. It's in the works, so he will be on the field for this game. I think that will help Brentford. Uh, but I still think it's a draw. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Ted, uh, you, the audit is coming for Pickums if I end this week. Fine, man. My my records are sterling. My my records are sterling. You won't find it. You won't find any wrongdoing there. The virtual paper shredder pulled out. I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now. All right, send us send us off. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and listening, guys. Um, if you want to reach us, you can get us at the Boot and Hearth Pod at gmail.com. You can get us 
follow us uh also at the dis on the discord at the boot and hearth pod on discord uh we are currently streaming at the boot and hearth pod on twitch and suave iv and uh yeah just shoot us an email or you know request to join the discord or reach out through any of our other uh handles as well we appreciate the feedback okay thanks for tuning in. yeah thanks everyone uh we'll catch you uh catch you next week all right bye